Hello and welcome to the Flourish Ladies Breakfast podcast. I'm Georgina Newton and I'm your podcast host. In this edition, you hear a talk from yours truly on one aspect of well-being that's important to us all, relational well-being, indeed relational flourishing. In this session, we mentioned going into small groups to reflect and talk together. So you may want to take some notes, if it's safe for you to do so, and use this in any journaling or reflection you may do on your own. So let's dig into the podcast. Thank you, Carol. Hopefully you can hear me okay. Sometimes my mic does that funny thing. Um, okay, just, yeah, make some signs at me if, you, if it starts to go wrong. Um, but uh, thank you, Carol, so much for... For, for bringing this group together because I've you know I've been thinking about the last year and um, you know you wanted to get a group together where we could where we could feed together and where we could actually foreground the fact that flourishing is what we should be doing and we even called it that um, you know which is which has just been so lovely and all of you here and everybody who who drops into the calls you know you're, you're all actually such an encouragement to me this has been a real pillar actually during this weird time for, for me you know nobody thought it was going to take a year did it or even more than a year now we're talking about May etc going on um, and I, I really look forward to the Flourish Breakfasts um, I think we have a there's a lovely blend of things that goes on but also the relationally it's lovely to be able to um, to build new relationships you know see lovely faces on the screen that, that I don't know in person um, and to think what about how God really wants to um, to bless us interpersonally and that's actually one of the things that I really want to talk about and I think that's you know I've had a lot of time to think about what my mission actually is and what my values really are and and I've come to realize that actually interpersonal relationships are a very very valuable part of the resource that God has put around us and one way in which he intends us and provides for us to be able to flourish um, and that's that, that was Helen Watts's first message, actually, if you remember. Well, the first, that was the first one I came to anyway. She, she led us through a Lexio 365 study on reconciliation. And that spoke to me really strongly. Um, and, and actually, you know, that was the week when um, I and my partner, we kind of co-founded this company going, come on, let's try and do something to uh, help to change the culture in schools to become places where staff can legitimately flourish. You know, it's not some sort of hidden byproduct or it's not only if they're people of faith and they have a church and they're supported by their family and they know what teaching is about. No, actually, let's be intentional about setting up staff's systems in schools. And, you know, that's because we're from education, we wanted to do it in schools, but actually people have said, well, we need it in the NHS too. And we need it in other walks of life as well, but we'll leave that one for, you know, for another time. We're working in schools to start with. But our, our mission is to change staff rooms so that suspicion and bitterness and um, comparison are sidelined. And so that we staff learn to have access to each other so that they're reconciled to each other. They're helping each other to flourish. That, that, that's the mission of the, of the company. Um, and um, my co-founder has been working in this area for about the last six years and has just written a book on that. So we've got really strong underpinnings and we've called it School Genie. Um, and the reason for that is that, you know, a genie is something a little bit kind of ephemeral, a little bit special, can help to grant your wishes. You know, how can we make it better? Um, 
and legitimize is asking those questions that otherwise we might not ask of ourselves and are pushed beyond the difficulties and the barriers that we sometimes unintentionally put in place for each other. You know, we're all about helping the students to grow and helping pupils to learn and wanting them to be really expansive places of excitement and fun for, for children. But sometimes we just don't allow each other access to that. And it's important that as staff, you know, we are um, able to embody that so that, the, and that's the best way for students to learn it actually. You know, that's the culture then, isn't it? So it's all about the culture really. Um, but Helen's word very was very much uh, a confirmation for me at that point that actually this wasn't just so, a good idea professionally. This was something that God had actually prepared for me to do and that you know we're walking in it anyway it's really exciting <laughs> because um we've we've been talking to our networks obviously about all of this over the last uh, year uh we've got a pilot together uh we're going to have between 15 and 20 people that we train to become genies in their own school and then they'll unleash all this opportunity for human potential and trust building in their schools and um we've you know, we, we, have, we have good networks. I work on the all-party parliamentary group for the teaching profession, so I run meetings in Parliament two, three times a term at the moment. Um, and uh, we wrote to the Secretary of State for Education and told him what we were doing. And he wrote back a really encouraging letter saying, well done, thank you for the book, you know, keep me, keep me in touch. And then last week he wrote to us and said, I'm really interested in what you're doing. Thank you so much for your work in this valuable space and let me know how you get on with the pilot because there may be some funding, you know? So the, actually the DFE is, is potentially saying uh, that they can see this may, may be a way of embedding well-being in schools so that teachers can flourish. And you know, we, that, was, that was just a beautiful confirmation that this is something not just of um, significance in each individual school, but it may even be something that helps to change the picture nationally. Um, and I'm so keen that people wouldn't be leaving teaching because I think it's one of the best jobs in the world. But people do leave it because, you know, for reasons that um, are around workload and quite often um, school culture. So, so there we go. That's a little bit of background um, on that. However, um, oh, and I have to just say as well, I love the German connection today. Guten Morgen, Grüß Gott. Um, <laughs> I am um, French and German are my subjects, uh, and I was born again in Germany and baptized in Germany and baptized in the spirit over there. Um, when I went and went at the age of 18 to be an au pair for a, a disabled lady in Switzerland. And she wanted taking to a conference and I was born again at that conference that we went to. Um, so, you know, that um, is so, so memorable. And that's now, golly, uh, yeah, a lot of years ago, 34 years ago. Um, so hallelujah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, the thing I really want to talk about, though, is something that I've learned from a study I've been doing recently. Um, and it was from this book, and it's called God's Plan for Your Wellbeing, right? So it's all about flourishing, really. <laughs> That's what well-being is, isn't it? Um, and it's got 49 chapters in it, really, really short ones, but it covers all kinds of areas, you know, um, your physical well-being, your spiritual well-being, emotional, etc. So it's all done you know, by a Christian and uh, it's 49 different bits. We did it in home group in um, this new fellowship that, that my husband and I have started going to. Um, and really what it is, is 49 ways that God wants us to live abundantly. 
because if you remember, you know, John 10, 10, he's come that we should have life and life in all its fullness. So really for me, you know, I did, I started looking at this and thought, oh no, I, I need a target for each chapter. I'm going to have action points. I'm going to have lots of ways in which my life can become perfect. No, no, no. It's 49 ways in which you can enjoy an abundant life. And that's what we, that's our inheritance in Christ, isn't it? You know, he's come that we should have life and life in all its fullness. So once I understood that this wasn't for me to set targets for myself and suddenly put myself on a massive performative hamster wheel. Instead, this is a ways of me understanding that abundance of life. I really kind of got soaked myself in it then. And it's been good as well in a small group. And for me, these have been new people. Um, to discuss these things because you get that level of openness and you share with each other and then you can pray for each other and so on. And the, one of the bits that really impact, impressed on me and actually I think the others in the group was the section on relational well-being. So um, I just want to highlight a couple of things that I thought were actually real revelations um, because because we don't realize how precious our relationships and our fellowship are sometimes but they're a massive massive gift that God gives us to each other aren't they you know the times when you've sat around the table with uh, with a with a girlfriend you know a fellow Christian or maybe you've had a walk together and you've prayed or you just shared heart and and actually that togetherness is is so so precious um and you know it's one of the things to give thanks for isn't it and it's one of the ways in which he wants us to flourish it's, it's an intentional thing you know that fellowship should be there for us but the um the writing in this chapter breaks down our relationships into different groups and it starts by sort of saying well actually jesus had different groups of people that he related to of the 12 there were three that he was most close to so we think of those who were there at the transfiguration. We think of those that followed with him to the garden. And he said, can you pray with me one hour tonight? You know, these are the guys that he said, oh, I just want to be with you. Come with me. Let's do go through this together. It'll be easier if you're there, you know. Um, and they, and they, they were um, James and John and Peter, weren't they? Um, and then also, obviously, there's the twelve. So there is a wider group as well. Um, and probably, you know, that in the most intimate circle, perhaps we might have had uh, Lazarus and Mary and Martha as well. You know, a family that he was really, really familiar with. You know, they're the people he could just go around and probably kick back with, you know, be himself. Um, and then we've got the 12 as well, who were, you know, very closely uh, related with him and working with, with him and also there at the Last Supper and part of the you know the Great Commission but then beyond that there's the 72 and beyond that there's the people the crowds and probably in our lives as well we have different well of course we do we have you know we have those that share our living space with us those who we see on a regular basis um, those that we see on a kind of more informal basis and perhaps a bit more ad hoc and then we have the you know the masses and for those that are the teachers that's the tens or hundreds or possibly even thousands that we encounter in our schools in a day um or in a week and for those of us you know in other areas it's our colleagues it's the people in church it's that it's our it's our wider sphere it's it's perhaps our clients and so on um so within that as well 
um, they, in the study, they drew on the work of um, a, a, somebody I wasn't familiar with before, a guy called Dr. John Townsend, who's written a book called People Fuel. And, and he uh, sort of breaks our contacts down into, into six groups, all starting with C. And it's taken me ages to even remember them. That's why I've got the book here, just in case I forget them again. Um, and, but number one is a really interesting one. And Carol is also a C and Carol is the first C for me, right? Because the first C is coaches. Okay, who, who, who energizes you? Who inputs into you? Who on occasions when you see them, you know, really gives you something that's going to power you up for, for a good while? Who's your power pack? Who asks the difficult questions that make you think and actually kind of refine your life? Who's a plumb line for you? Those are your coaches probably. Um, so there may be a life coach, um, a mentor, a spiritual director, somebody who's perhaps discipling you, a therapist or a trainer. And, and you know, I looked at my life and thought, okay, who are, who are these people? Who are the coaches in my life? Who are these people I'm giving access to the innermost part of me who are shaping me? It's really important that we recognize who these are and perhaps that we have some if we don't already. So, um, yeah, Carol's on there for me. But also um, for those of you that run with Jan, Jan might be. Um, my Pilates instructor is on there. You know, she teaches me stuff that helps to make me stronger, that, that underpins my core, etc. Um, I've got involved with a group um, called the Tech Pixies and the woman who founded that is fantastic. She does life coaching as well as um, all kinds of empowerment work for women who want to change career, use social media and upskill. That's one of the reasons I've got into the podcasting because she's just gone, just give it a go. You know, what, what's the worst that can happen? Um, so uh, Joy Foster, her name is. Um, she's the wife of an Olympic rower, one of the Olympic rowers. And I think she's learned something there about how to push through, how to really expect the best of yourself, how to go for the gold medal, you know. Um, so there's something in the way she does that coaching that I, that um, removes those ceilings that I might otherwise put in place for me. So that's really that's a really empowering distance relationship that I've got with her. Um, and then there's my Weight Watchers coach. You know, she's brilliant, but she's a coach. She's helping me to keep on track in a particular area of my life where otherwise it would go in a direction I didn't want it to. Um, so I have to kind of acknowledge her voice in coaching into my life, etc. So, um, and you may have um, people within, within your church who've got that role with you. Uh, there's nobody formal doing that with me, uh, but maybe it's some of the relationships that I have with people, I'm in that role. So, you know, all really interesting. Who are the coaches? And then we've got our comrades, our life team, who perhaps like a family, you know, we're joined together for mutual support. So it could be the people that you're with right now. It could be the people who share your living space, or it could be those that you see really, really regularly that, you know, you're doing life together in the nitty gritty. Um, and then <laughs> the casuals. So here, these may be the 72. If in you know for Jesus it's those that you kind of you are doing life alongside you're perhaps not doing life with them but you're doing life alongside them the casuals and I was quite surprised how much some of the people that I really value and have known for a long time they actually probably belong in the casuals group and 
And I was quite surprised by that. I thought, oh, no, oh, no they're my Bessies. You know, they're, they're in it with me right in the... And they're not actually here every day. They're not actually fully in the mix, but they're very valued casuals, um, uh, you know, alongside in life. Low commitment, but enjoyable relationships, right? And all of those three are the positives. They're the ones that fill you up. Yeah, they make life fun. They make life purposeful. They make life enjoyable. They enrich your life. You know, if life was just full of that, it'd be like being in a garden where there is only flowers. And who's got one of them? I haven't. I've got lots of weeds in my garden. <laughs> I've been working really hard on it and I've still got lots of weeds in there. So it's not, that's not real life, is it? But they, these, the, those are the groups that we really value and they're, they're the ones that give you that, the, the positives. And then there are others. Oh, their colleagues kind of go in the middle. So this is, sorry, I thought there were six groups, but there are seven and colleagues are in the middle. So colleagues are, you know, obviously work associates who create a meaningful transfer of relational nutrients in the cause of a common task, he says. You know, you're doing stuff together with them and you, you need to relate well with them to be able to accomplish what you're, what you're about. That's what School Gene is all about. Um, and then we have those uh, relationships where we are giving uh, or which take from us. And these start with C as well. And you can perhaps think of what the first one might be. That's the, a caring relationship, you know, one in which you are providing good for people who need your support. So where are those people drawing on you for care? Um, at the moment, we've got my, uh, my father-in-law um, who's really um, declined in his dementia over the last year. So we are the ones, in, we're the only people in his bubble. Uh, we live an hour away, but we are supporting him. So he's one of our, become one of our really important caring relationships over the last year. And there's the old gentleman who lives next door, who's got no family. He's the last of his line of friends. Um, he's thriving now, um, but actually as our next door neighbors, we realized how important we were to him. You know, we're the ones who'll notice if the milk hasn't been taken in in the morning or have a good chat with him over the fence or do his shopping, you know, that sort of thing. So that, that, that's a caring relationship for us. There, there will be others um, in your life that, that you're, you fulfill that role for. But if, you know, if there are 20 in that category, then it's really important to recognize where, what's happening there because that will be having a dynamic on your relational well-being because it's drawing on you significantly. Um, and then there are two more C categories here. One is um, a chronic. So that's those people who are a significant drain on you with no real change in sight. And that's one of those areas that is actually really quite important to face up to, isn't it? If there is um, a relationship that is, that is going nowhere, that's constantly draining, that doesn't fall into the caring category, then perhaps even using that harsh language of chronic helps us to realize you know what we need to do about that either change it up into a caring responsibility into care you know and, and and make sure it's moving on moving somewhere or look at possibly you know weeding it out yeah Uli I saw that <laughs> yeah <laughs> the hand gesture great um, and then there are there or there may be contaminants 
you know, we can't we can't all get on with everybody. And there may be people who are intentionally seeking to bring you harm. And it's important as well to recognize whether you've got any contaminants um, in your life, because, you know, our relationship with God is personal, but it's not it's not private. And it may be that you that your friends around you, it could be that your comrades can spot where your contaminants are more than you can. Or they can see where the chronics might be drawing on you kind of unreasonably. But doesn't that help us then as a flower in this garden to be able to stand a little bit more tall and erect as, you know, a, a, as, in, as the planting of the Lord that he's intended for us to be so that we can flourish, yeah? Because if we're being choked by the wrong things on all sides, then that, that's not the picture of fullness of life that Jesus has for us. Um, equally, if we're only surrounded by a rose garden, possibly that's a, a, an unrealistic uh, picture and perhaps there would be some opportunity for us to be able to be giving out a little bit more. So that sort of the balance between what who's taking and who's giving. Uh, yeah, who are, you, who are you taking from and who are you giving to uh, uh, is an important balance to have. So just have a chance to weigh up, you know, where you're at in your relational seesaw um, and what's happening for your well-being in that area. Um, so we can really come out of that little part of it and then think, okay, bigger questions we can ask ourselves might be around, you know, who do you love being with and who energizes you? Who gives you energy? Let's, let's really recognize where those positive relationships are so we can, so we can tell those people, so we can encourage them, so we can re-nourish them because that's their benefit to them too. And then also to, to recognize where we're giving because then we can value ourselves <laughs> we can say ah this is my caring responsibility this is what this is what i'm doing now that's why this is why it feels perhaps like walking uphill because actually i'm carrying weight for somebody i'm carrying a load for them and this is what the lord wants me to do in this place um i was in mind of rachel actually this morning when i was thinking about this um do you remember rachel when she went to france um there's the international link again and she just said to look said to the lord oh there she is hi rachel <laughs> um uh, i hope i'm not going to get misquote you here um and when you said uh what am i doing here lord in the situation you're in and you just said you're serving serve this family and it's fine once you know isn't it yeah what am i doing here lord oh you're caring this is your caring responsibility Oh, that's fine then. Oh, there may be another one. You say, what am I doing here, Lord? And he might say, this is actually a contaminant. This, this, is, this is not helping you. There are ways you need to change this one so that you can flourish. So, um, you know, I'll leave, I'll leave that bit with you um, because there, there's, there's something in there for personal reflection, isn't there? Um, and... Uh, perhaps something as well that when we break down into the smaller groups that we can that we can talk about if we want to um, open up or help you know help each other just to identify where these uh, where these different groups are that speak into our lives. Um, did you know the happiest ten percent of people have strong social relationships? So you know one of the byproducts of being intentional about those that we have put around us and have around us is that um, you know, joy 
comes. It's one of the fruits of the spirit as well, isn't it? Love, joy, peace, patience. All these things are evident when we're, when we're with our people, we're in fellowship. It is evident, isn't it? When someone is joyful. Um, so the happiness and joy come from strong social relationships. Um, and, you know, our relationship with God is one in which he feeds us, he nourishes us. And just like um, uh, we're not meant to be a city on a hill, uh, we're meant to be a city on a hill. So we're clearly visible. We're not meant to have our light hidden. You know, if he's planted us and he's nourishing us and we're flourishing, that is a public thing. It's not just a private thing that that is for the people around us to benefit from as well you know a little bit like the the picture of the tree that creates that shade that others can rest in it um or under it and also you know the fruit from the fruits of the spirit so the those are just a few ways in which um relational flourishing might be something that we can reflect on a little bit together and we can draw on in our small groups i think that's all i wanted to say Thanks, Georgina. I'm scribbling away here. I don't know about the rest of you. That is so interesting. I've never, ever mm. um, thought of things like that before in, in relationships like that before. Mm. These categories. So, so helpful. Um, I'm going to make you host now because I think or probably I'll need to stop recording, won't I, if we're going to go into oh, yeah. the breakout room. Just, I'm going like to stop recording if we go into the groups. Yeah, I'm going to do that now. Well, thank you for listening. I hope that's been of use to you. While you're here, why not subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single edition? And we love it if you were able to join us in person for the next Ladies' Breakfast that take place at 10am on Saturday mornings by the Flourish Facebook group. Be blessed. Bye for now. <laughs>